0: Pain. It's like my dreams I reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell them it's crazy in
1: these streets Feel my pain and it's so good Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co host Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM. Tell them it's crazy
0: Welcome back, y'all. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church of the streets, right here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, channel 154. You know who it is. It's your boy, Pastor J, still filling in for Pastor Phil and for DJ Ruckus. But they are back from Ghana, the motherland, and we're going to hear from them real soon. Just letting them, you know, get the equilibrium back. When you know, when you got the time difference like they had from Ghana to Chicago, we can't make them jump right back on. They still got to get their bearings. But I heard that they had an amazing time taking young men from our community on their rites of passage, um, over to Ghana, getting the opportunity, many of them for the first time to step on the soil of the motherland as well as understand their history and uh good bad and ugly as it connects to west africa so i'm just really thankful for pastor phil for dj ruckus for the firehouse and for their love for young men from our community speaking of pastor phil y'all we continuing on in this series where we've been uh, talking about celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and 45 years of loving god loving people over at lawndale christian community church where me, Pastor pastor j i am the pastor And uh, this week, we fall on the week, week four, where my boy Pastor Phil shares a word. He talks about the writings on the wall. Y'all, I'm excited for y'all to hear this when Pastor Phil breaks it down. Uh, It's just a good word about being able to recognize God's message, how God loves us so much that he won't let uh, us just go any kind of way without sending some kind of a message to get our attention. So, yeah. I'm not going to take too much longer. We're going to jump right into this thing because I think this is a good message and I don't want to waste no time. So, once again, talking about celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and 45 years of loving God-loving people. My boy, Pastor Phil Jackson, with the writings on the wall right here on Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. SiriusXM XM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. See y'all when we get back. Don't touch that die. I couldn't do a hip-hop series without bringing the man that I call my hip-hop pastor, Pastor Phil Jackson. Y'all give it up for What's
1: good, family? What's good? God is a way maker. You know what I'm saying? God ain't no punk about it. God is going to do and has done a miracle in your life just because you're here right now today, man. When you think about all the little things all the little things Like if you, when you're in a hospital that's when you think about the little things and I remember, I wish I, I saw that but when you're able and you're moving around you don't necessarily brush them off but when you think about it as an able person think about all that God has done Whoa. yo yo I am grateful to be here. I love my Lawndale family. I uh, uh, have my beautiful wife here. 38 beautiful years we've been together. <laughs> my son is here. My three of my grandkids are here, out of eight uh, are here and uh, grateful for that. Um, love Pastor Jay. We've known each other for a long time, over 20 years. And I'm, I ain't talking about kind of friendship where, you know, we preach a kind of friends. Well, Doc, let me tell you about a sermon, Doc. I'm talking about you did. That was stupid. Why'd you do that? That was stupid. And real accountability and I walk together that way. That's the kind of pastor you have and the kind of friend uh, that he is. And so I'm grateful for that. You need to have friends like that to be in ministry for a long time. Uh, so otherwise, your yourself will be flaky. Be flaky. Be flaky. My man Dean is like the epitome of hip hop. I know y'all love him spinning. I know y'all love him on the turntable. I mean, the man is ridiculous with the turntables. Dean turned. The Dean of hip hop. The Dean of hip hop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to touch on graffiti for a second and we're going to pray. and We're going to go into the text. All right. Graffiti has always been around. When you look at um, um, First Nation folks and you look at um, uh, hieroglyphics, right? Uh, 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 buffaloes and various things like that. That was graffiti in that context. Hip-hop just didn't discover hip-hop. I mean, uh, graffiti just didn't, uh, hip-hop didn't just discover graffiti. Graffiti's always been around. Some of you may not like it. Some of you may not appreciate it, right? There's a great show uh, called The Get Down that shows a lot of history about hip-hop using graffiti as a part of that. But graffiti is oftentimes in hip-hop context like rebel art. Banksy was a great artist. There's some artists in the city. THC crew. It's a THC crew that's a graffiti artist crew. But as we talk about the writing on the wall today, oftentimes hip-hop and graffiti is trying to say, this is the writing on the wall that y'all not seeing by folks on the margins. With that, let us pray. Let us pray. God, we come out before you thanking you for your word, praising you for worship, thanking you for um, hip-hop and the gift of hip-hop, God. We thank you for its impact in our lives. We thank you for the, the... musical style of it but god we thank you for the culture and what the culture has done to bring life to so many people god we praise you for uh, artists who rhyme for the lord we praise you for artists who esteem you and glorify you through their gift of rhyme so god i ask now be with us as a hip-hop congregation as we unpack your word and recognize through your holy spirit the writing on the wall god bring a similac to those who need similac steak to those who need steak meat, spaghetti and meatballs, Got veggies to those who need veggies, God, that we would nourish, be nourished by your word and live accordingly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this man came home to his wife, right, came home and he's like, uh, hey, babe, um, there's water in the carburetor, there's water in the carburetor. Is she cooking? She ain't paying no attention, really, like, what you mean, water in the carburetor? And he said, no, babe, really, we'll let you know there is water in the carburetor. And then she thought about it, like, wait, he don't know nothing about no cars. He don't know change. oil. what you mean there's water in the carburetor? What what do you understand? He paused and said, uh, well, babe, the the, the car's in the swimming pool. The car's in the pool. And I just figured that there would be water in the carburetor. Oftentimes, we may live our lives that way. The big issue we got in front of us, we are too ashamed, too uh, horrified, too nervous to confront and deal with. And so we just say, it was just a little money. What you mean? It was just, it was just, I was just at the boat for a little time. Oh, oh yeah. okay. So, so um, I, I, just, I just took one glance at her. Oh, he got quiet like a mug. Um, um, I, I, just, I just told him, you know, you can DM me on Instagram. Um, you know, we just have a bigger issue, but we don't want to confront it, oftentimes because of pride that holds us back from that. Pride is holding us back from saying, God, my whole life is in the swimming pool. My whole situation is in the swimming pool. What issues are you scared to confront? God ain't never scared. And the crazy thing is that God recognizes those issues. God's been like waiting for a long time for you to own up to those issues. He's just sitting there with you got spaghetti all on your face, noodles dripping down on your shirt, and you ain't said nothing. What is it in your life that's repeating time and time again that you've just ignored and ignored and ignored? How long will you choose pride or even, even significance, searching for significance over God? We've got it reversed. We've got it reversed, meaning that our significance, our, our uh, uh, life is found in a rebirth in Jesus Christ. Other, that, other than that or before that, we're just performing. How long will you perform? Before you surrender everything, your pride and everything to God. What does it cost you? How many relationships has it cost you? How many churches has it cost you? How many situations job-wise has it cost you? How many uh, uh, complex uh, 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 relationships and other things has it, has it cost you? But, but you don't necessarily write that cost of That was their issue. I told them it was water in a carburetor, and they didn't listen. When will you trust God enough? To surrender all. Even the things that have created within you over time, shame. Over time, I don't want to touch that issue. In the book of Daniel chapter 5, we find King Belshazzar. As the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, if you know a little bit of the Old Testament, there was a cat named Nebuchadnezzar who had a big statue. He said, "All y'all fitting to bow down on this statue? They said, three Hebrew boys said, nah, we good. We're not doing Nathan. We ain't doing Jack. And as they stood there, he said, "All y'all fitting to die? Y'all fitting to die, Joe. Threw them in the fiery furnace and they lived turned it up even more. It turned up so hot that his boys who turned it up got caught by the fire and burnt in the joint. He looked in again. He saw four, not just three. And one looked like the son of God. Nebuchadnezzar was like, yo, um, get them fools out there. We, I'm doing something bogus here. Something bogus. Something happening. They didn't even smell like barbecue funk. They didn't even smell like nothing. They smelled like when they came out there, bad boy. They was fresh. And at that moment, King Nebuchadnezzar, the grandfather of Belshazzar, was humbled. Everybody fitting to worship uh, the, the God of Israel. Y'all crazy. Many times, Nebuchadnezzar was humbled by God. Humbled and humbled and humbled and went right back to, this is the God we need to worship. His grandson, though, wasn't that humble. Grandson didn't know the history, didn't recognize the history. Look at your family. Who in your life has already been talking all the time about it's just a carburetor. Just a carburetor. Are you mimicking that? Is this a cycle that's been a part of your own dagger life? You don't even know it no more. You don't even know it no more. You don't even know it. You just do it. What you mean? What you want? What happened was you just constantly follow that same pattern. I know a young cat from my ministry. He said, Phil, I started bagging weed up at five, at five years old. Bagging weed at five. From my grandma's house. All the trips we went down south, that was off that weed money. What you think I'm gonna do when I get my legs under me? Because it's normal. I just bag weed up, I get a little allowance, I get a little two, three dollars here for I bag up these 30 bags of weed. He just thought that was a normal way of living. Perhaps that's been in your context. And so you're wondering why these situations keep happening and happening. And so you move to different states, right? You move to different churches, you move from different jobs, and the same stuff is happening because you haven't confronted it. Now, check this out. Belshazzar was gangster. But he was a freak, though. He was a freak. He was a freak. Watch this. Watch this. This This man invited a thousand nobles, drank wine with them. Belshazzar, drinking the wine, gave orders to bring the gold and silver that his predecessor, that Nebuchadnezzar, his grandfather, had captured from Israel, right? Brought them to the temple. He wanted to drink from them with his nobles. His, this is why I mean he's a freak. His wives and his concubines. How you going to have your side chick with your wives? You crazy. How you going to have your side chick with the wives? They all just got their head did at the same spot. They all in here like this. Where we finna go? Where we finna do? Where we finna do? Belshazzar, where you want us to go? Where we finna go? We... There was a rapper back in the day, rap group uh, Two Live Crew. They was freaky. All they saw was freaky. They, this dude was more freakier than them. I'm trying to just expose this and put this out in front of you because the man had no care in the world. He had no humility. I don't. I'm walking around butt naked as a king. I want the concubines out here. I want my girls at my wife. Yeah, bring on. Come on, with your wives out here. I want my. Uh, I mean, he's partying. I mean, they up here. They are. I heard him say, hey, hey, I heard him say, hey, hey, I heard him say, hey, hey, I heard him say. Hey, house music, damn. You know what I'm saying? And then you know the ultimate jam to get everybody off the floor. This is how we do it. Hey, hey. See, if Dean was up at Dean, like, man, I'd get up there and rock that. man. <laughs> they are partying. Now, here's what the irony is about this whole party, you dig? A week before this, He's the leader and the king of Babylon. A week before this, Babylon had been taken over by Persia and the Medes. Their whole army was done. Why are you partying when y'all about to get taken over? Y'all don't don't get that. Y'all don't get that. Your house about to get repoed, but you're spending more money at the club. Your situation at... And with your relationship is still cattywampus, whacked out, messed up, but you're still acting as if nothing is a problem. See, that's the extreme of someone's pride. That's the extreme of significance. I am going to show these people we are strong. Yo, the Medes and the Persians just took out your entire Babylonian army. Now, Babylon had conquered uh, Israel as a, as a way of God kind of punishing and disciplining Israel in that spot. Israel began to just live with the Babylonians amongst them, as Pastor Jay talks about presence and being able to practice their lifestyle amongst them. And in the midst of all of that, they were a little over the top with their uh, uh, engagement with Israel. And I believe it was God was like, oh, I've had enough of how foul you are.
0: Yeah, Pastor Phil dropping knowledge. God says, I'm. I've had enough of how foul you are. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Holy Culture Radio. Real talk about hip-hop, the church in the streets right here at Church in the Block. We are finishing up this series. Um, We got one more sermon after this one, but right now we're jumping into this one that Pastor Phil did this past week. Uh, The writing's on the wall. He is dropping knowledge. We got to go pay the bills, though, for a second. We'll be right back, y'all. Don't you touch that dial. I guarantee you, you don't want to miss... (laughs) <laughs> pastor phil is hilarious but he also is dropping real knowledge on this one so make sure you come back don't you touch that dial when we come back man i guarantee you're gonna share some of the context of the passage some things you may not even know was going on in the background of it um but also tie this thing to hip-hop celebrating 50 years of hip-hop 45 years of loving god loving people right here in lawndale on church on the block XM channel 154 right here on holy culture radio all right, don't touch that down. See y'all when we get back. Peace. crazy my
1: New videos, music, articles, Devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back,
0: welcome back, welcome back. Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church in the streets. We right here. Once again, you got the right channel, right time. Nice Sunday morning as we talk about uh, real talk about hip-hop, the church in the streets. Yo, we are continuing this series celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and 45 years of loving God, loving people. And y'all know I had to bring my boys along if i'm gonna be doing a series about hip-hop i couldn't do one without having my boys join in so i got my boy pastor phil jackson uh going ahead and sharing that word with us the of this, uh, the sermon is the writings on the wall uh he's dropping some knowledge on it so he already broke down that first part uh you want to hear the second part where it gets hilarious because phil is hilarious but also because he dropped some real knowledge on this thing all right So, like I said, I don't want to take too much time. We're going to jump right back in it. It's your boy, Pastor Jay, right here on Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip-hop at Church in the Streets on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, channel 154. Don't touch that dial. Let's get into part two of the writings on the wall.
1: So this man's throwing this type of party. Everybody walking around, it's stinking in there. They trying to have an answer they got the cushions over here. They got the music over there. The DJ naked, everybody naked. He gets the goblets from the captured uh, uh, space. He brings them. They were holy instruments. And he drinks wine and he's using these instruments and this whole time to, to surrender to God or to bow to his own God. And here comes God, the ultimate party crasher. And he writes on this wall. Suddenly, he saw some fingers of a human. And they just, this is how we do it. And all of a sudden, the hand just show up. You you, you just, hey. (laughs) Oh, Oh, snap. That would be a little change of the party right there, right? The hand just shows up. And the king himself saw, but he couldn't interpret. He said, and his face turned pale with fright. His knees buckled or knocked together in fear. And then some interpretations say that he wasted himself. He used it on himself. You know what I'm saying? That would that, probably be a normal act. Just, oh my God, oh snap, oh my gosh. The king shouted. Now here's, what's, here's how far pride goes. Pride, he's not seeing the disconnect between his history. His grandfather tried to change some of that history even though he kept getting uh, uh, humbled, and he would rise back up and get humbled. But he didn't even recognize that that pattern from his grandfather was trying to break. He didn't embrace that. He took on a, a, a haughty, cocky attitude, and I want to worship the guys we're going to worship. And then in the midst of something peculiar that he'd never seen before, handwriting on the wall, he asked the same people who got him to his stupid place, what stupid people are you hanging with? What, what people are you hanging with that keep co-signing on the same stuff you with? The, 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 the thing that you got into that you just say, oh, it's just, it's just a little water in a carburetor. They're like, yup. I don't know what they was thinking about. They, they tripping. They just, so, yeah, yup, you're right. Where God has called you as a man and woman of God to stand in the place of God, in that space to say, God, I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to trust in you. Use me as a representative to be salt and light in the midst of whatever the situation is versus surrendering to the same people who got you. He didn't even recognize that. But the, when, the, when the wise men came in, They couldn't tell him nothing about what was on the wall. So the king grew even more alarmed and his face turned pale and his nobles did too. But but when the queen mother heard what was happening, she hurried to the banquet hall. Now, she didn't go in there. The queen mother was chilling. Y'all wild. I've been to these parties. I'm not going. You a lame. You a goofy. I ain't (laughs) going. She comes in there. She said, Belshazzar, long live the king. Don't be pale and frightened. There's a man in the kingdom. The man in the kingdom who is within him, the spirit of the holy gods. How is it the answer to your situation is in the crib? The queen mother comes and gives him the answer to what is going on. Is your pride gotten so big, so 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 haughty, so uh, uh, the, the, your search for significance is so above God, so much that the answer to your solution is right here in the book. The solution. And many times I've made choices, and later on, let me read the Word of God. made a choice. Oh, wow. Okay. I probably shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Psalms or Proverbs or something in the New Testament. Okay, that was a, um, I'm going to step away from that book right there. I'm going to step away because I made a decision because the answers was right here. but I was going on my own strength, my own ability, my own knowledge, my degrees, my attitude, my history, my experience, without relying on trusting in God. The queen mother comes in and be like, yo, Daniel here, he a boss. He know God. He close with God. You should have checked with him. Holler. And she bounces out. She goes against Daniel, and Daniel was brought before the king. And the king asked him, are you Daniel? He he says, I'm going to give you these robes. I'm going to give you this gold. He said, man, I don't need none of that. That's like somebody coming to your house. I'm going to feed you this food. He said, I don't want none of your food. To the king. Daniel was older at that time. Daniel had um, interpreted all kind of dreams. Daniel was a boss, and God had elevated him even amongst the, uh, the, the Babylonians, gave him the name Belteshazzar. You got Belteshazzar, and then you got Belteshazzar. So they gave him a, a Babylonian name, right? They associated with him, with them, with their intellect. But when Daniel answered, Daniel went way back. In verse 17, he says, keep your gifts, give them to someone else, but I will Tell you what the writing means. Your majesty, the most high God gave sovereignty, majesty, and honor to your predecessor. He'd give him a history. Now, this is how you know you're gangster. Somebody come and ask you, for, okay, can you interpret that? Let me tell you about your great-grandmama. Let me tell you how bogus you are right now. And he just give you, you ever have anybody in your family? Hey, can I, can I drive a car? Let me, let me tell you what happened to your sister when she drove the car. Y'all know, so this is how Daniel's doing this. Daniel's saying, let me tell you your history and how foul you are. Your grandfather, who was honorable and noble, blah, 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 and he begins to give this whole litany about Nebuchadnezzar, making him feel like, man, I, I remember the grandma and them talking to me about the history, but I, 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 you know, I did my own thing. And then, and then he talks about in verse 21, Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He was given the mind of a wild animal, and he lived among the wild donkeys, and he ate grass like, like a cow. And He's drenched with the dew of heaven until he learned. That the most high God rules over every kingdom. Woo! Woo! Does the most high God rule over your kingdom? Does everything you do centered around how much Jesus Christ is going to have, how much fun will Jesus Christ have if I do this right now? If I make this choice, how much will God get the glory from this situation? That's the filter God desires for us to live in. It isn't as if he doesn't understand our plight. It isn't as if he doesn't understand our situation. He came from heaven to a grimy earth with graffiti on the wall. He came to a grimy earth, walked amongst us, handled his business with us, did not sin, and took on all of our stuff. It wasn't until Nebuchadnezzar in his his last days finally recognized you are the God. Are you going to have to be like Nebuchadnezzar and find yourself in some uh, uh, foreign place, eating grass, <laughs> drank the dew of the day? Are you going to have to be so far out, finally disciplined enough to be like, okay, God, I get you now. How far will you go before God gets your attention and how far pride has taken you? you so if you let, in, if you, here's, a, here's a quote that's tweetable. If you neglect enough today's, you will experience the same day you was trying to avoid. (laughs) If you neglect enough today's, you will experience the same day you was trying to avoid. I'm trying to write a paper for seminary. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I don't even got the book yet. (laughs) I'm going to do it the next day. And then the day comes, I'm up 24 hours. I got to take off work. I got to write this paper. How many cycles does that have to happen in your life? What are some things that God is trying to get your attention to by the writing on the wall? And that writing on the wall of your life, it may come from all kinds of different scenarios and different situations. Are you listening to the writing on the wall? Will you have to wait for a Daniel, a church service, a song? Will you have to wait till someone says, this is what's happening to you? And he comes to the king. He said, here is the word of God. The man couldn't understand the word. The message is written. Mini, mini, Tekel, Parsin. These are the words and what they mean. Mini means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Player, Tekini, you have been weighed on the scales and found you ain't measured up. Parsin means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Now, the man still gave him the gold and and, and everything, but that night, the Medes took him out. That night, the the, the place was a fortress. Nobody thought they could ever come through, but they had a river that went through it. Mugs could swim. (laughs) Mugs went under the river and got to the people and killed him. Is your life legible? When people read you and they see the writing of the word on you, is it legible? Graffiti artists do things while style different tags so that it's not legible. Why? Because it's coded. They're trying to let you know this about that situation, this about that situation. We don't like this. And they'll say coded things. And amongst themselves, they have certain codes that they say and do with the writings. Graffiti artists make stuff illegible. Is that a word? word? uh, Illegible uh, so that you don't see it and understand it right offhand. Some want to make it legible so that you can really get the message. But in your life. Is your life legible? Is your life legible? Have you died to yourself that you can be alive in Christ? That you can be alive in Christ? This is the only way this king would have been able to live in a way that was humble before God. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body, by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't live for Phil Jackson anymore. My nickname growing up was Cornbread. I don't live for Cornbread no more. I don't live for Phil Jackson anymore. I live through the power of the Son of God. Now, I'm not perfect at it, but that's my priority in my space. I have died to that person. Have you died to that person? You know, there was a missionary headed to a particular place uh, where uh, some other missionaries had came back and they had lost some people, and they were telling these other missionaries that were headed that way, hey, those people there, we found out, are cannibals. They eat people um, and and, and some of our friends have died. And they was like, yo, we died before we came. We died before we got here, players. That's what God is calling us to do. To die to yourself, to die to your ways, and replace that With the power of the Holy Spirit living in you.
0: Yes. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Had to stop it right there because that is a point to ponder. Man, we died before we came. You know, how serious are we about dying to ourselves and really giving our lives to the Lord and saying whatever it is you ask us to do, whatever it is you tell us to do, wherever you send us, to whomever you send us, God, we will go we will be obedient because our life is not our own. To live as Christ and to die is gain. I love that story. Missionary said, hey man, we died before we got here. Man, this is such a good word and a reminder of when God goes all out to get our attention and right on the wall so that we recognize that God has a bigger plan than we have for ourselves. The question becomes, are we too self-centered and too worried about what we want to be obedient to what God has in store for us? So, Man, Pastor Phil dropping knowledge. I told y'all, told y'all, this series is serious. But y'all know what we got to do. We got to take a break real quick. Pay the bills. You know how that go. But we will be right back. And you don't want to miss the closing of this sermon. He drops a piece of knowledge that you will never forget. Shares one of those patented Pastor Phil stories that he uses in bars. Um, And you don't want to miss it. So I guarantee you, you want to stay on. Because the end of this sermon blew my mind. All right? So, Go ahead, stick with us. We'll be right back on uh, Church on the Block. We'll talk about Hip Hop The Church in the Streets. Right here, Holy Culture Radio Serious XM in a second. Holy Culture, Holy culture Radio.
1: Healing, hope, and how-to lose. It's crazy in these streets. If you see God and you have to speak, tell him it's
0: crazy. Alright, welcome back. Welcome back everybody to Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip-hop, the church in the streets. Yep, yep, you still on the right dial. Sirius XM Channel 154 Holy Culture Radio. It is your co-host right here on Church on the Block, Pastor Jay. Still filling in for Pastor Phil and DJ Ruckus as they get their bearings back from a long trip um over in Ghana. Take a young man on a, a rites of passage uh with the firehouse community art center. I keep praying for the work they're doing there, doing some amazing things, trying to help our young folks uh, on the west side of Chicago recognize their true worth and real value. Speaking of, Pastor Phil is dropping this knowledge on this sermon called Writings on the Wall. That was a part of this Celebrating 50 Years of Hip Hop and 45 Years of Loving God, Loving People series. Man, he is dropping knowledge. I really want you all to pay attention to this last piece as he shares just some dope insights about what it looks like. Without this upside down kingdom for us to recognize who God's calling us to be. So, y'all just listen up. All right, we're finna go into the last part of this sermon right here on Church in the Block. Real we'll talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. Don't touch that dial. We're about to jump into part three the writings on the wall. Are you dead to yourself?
1: You know, football players, the biggest ones take the lowest positions. The mugs are like 300 pounds, they're the ones on the offensive line that have bent over. God says to us, to be elevated, you have to take the lowest place. Perhaps in your pride or perhaps in your search for significance, that's, that's, that's messing with you in that space. But God calls you to exalt him because as you exalt him, he replaces what it is you thought your desires were with his righteous desires and his ways. Is God's word legible in your heart and life? Are you surrendering to God's word enough? Do you know enough of God's word where you can be grounded in the movement of what God is doing in your life? Belshazzar didn't understand, Belshazzar didn't understand anything that was on the wall. But he recognized Daniel, life was legible. Let's get him here to be used by him. You know, there's a difference between religion and the gospel. Religion is I give God a record and he gives me a good life. That's when you hear people, I go to church though. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I can't get no job. I'll be praying all the time. You have a religious perspective, which means I am trying to work my way to God. That's impossible. Like nobody here literally wants to pay their taxes. Am I right? Sorry, Brandon. Sorry, I know it's my whole little situation right there. Look, but but I'm saying, I'm saying, Brandon, don't want to pay it. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, nobody volunteers to do that. That's why it's taking out your mess when you when you get your check, right? Nobody literally, if you look at your own life and the pride and the self-significance and everything that blocks you, wants to really surrender all the way to God. I mean, real talk, it is an actual death to myself to surrender to God. Religion, I give God a record. I've done this. I went to church. I sung in a praise team. You know, when Adonio went like this, I knew what that meant. All of that. The gospel is God through Jesus Christ has forgiven us has restored us and gave my will to, and I give my will to him. My life is in Christ. I reflect him. Will you surrender today? Eagles are huge when they open their wings. They're huge. But eagles swoop down, right? And they eat fish. They, they swoop down, grab a fish. Oftentimes, this is what you get when, you, when, you, when you're a kid you watch National Geographic, you know what I mean? Because you ain't got no cable. You're just watching animal shows. The animal eagle swoops down to grab a fish. And oftentimes they're successful and they, and they go on and do what, what they got to do with the fish. But sometimes they show where the, the eagle grabs a fish that's bigger than the eagle can actually handle. So its claws are in the fish and the eagle's trying to go high and trying to go high, but then that fish is bigger and it's wiggling. And you see this tension that the f- eagle has to make a choice. I could let go of this meal or I could keep trying to fight because I'm an eagle. I got seven-foot wingspan. I got the ability to make this happen. I'm going to get to this nest. And gradually, you see this eagle not being able to pull it through. And oftentimes, if if the eagle can't get his feet unclawed or doesn't want to, the eagle falls back in that water and drowns. God says he calls us to rise up. He causes us to rise up. What has got your claw? What's, what, what's wrapped in your claws? What is what is it that you got clamped in that you are so proud of? You are you are much more. Uh, 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 that is your identity than your identity found in Jesus Christ. And you are trying to soar. You are trying. I'm going to. try. I'm praying. You're trying to do what you think. But God is saying, "But you got this one thing." And it's writing on the wall today. God is saying. God is saying. Be literate. Let me let let let, let, let you be able to be read by everybody. Who sees you to know that you are my child because you've surrendered your heart and your life to me. Let us pray. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word. We praise you for the fact that the writing on the wall doesn't mean it's in for us all. It was done for Belshazzar, but it's not for us. God, the writing on the wall may be something we've already known, something we've dealt with, something we thought we dealt with, something that keeps coming back up. But God, we claim right now today victory in your son, Jesus Christ. We claim victory today in your son, Jesus Christ, because he came and died. He came and lived amongst us and overcame all the particular woes of pride, even a battle and conversation with Satan. He overcame. And we, God, through your son, Jesus Christ, can live in the gospel, not in religion, but in the gospel. But well, we are solely dependent on your son, Jesus Christ, to guide us and direct us. Today, God, what is the writing on, our, on the walls of our lives? What is it that we've looked at on this writing and said, well, it's just water in the carburetor. But we haven't owned the fact, God, that our whole life, our whole situation, our whole relationship is in the pool. This day, God, let us turn our hearts to you that we will be legible when others see us they will know that you are our God. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. What a word. What a word. Welcome back, y'all. Man, Pastor Phil Jackson dropping knowledge on us. The writings on the wall. What will people see when they read our lives? Or what will people know about God based on being able to see us and knowing what we've experienced or what we've shown through our own lives? What a word, man, this, this whole idea of being read by or being legible so that people know who God is through the way we live is a real challenge. And I pray that as we hear that we'll recognize it's not just about God writing to us, but it's also the writing that we leave behind graffiti. It's not only about the writer writing, but it's about the reader reading or seeing what's been put on the train on the wall. Uh, and hopefully it having an impact on them in such a way that they'll never forget what was written. You know, and I think that's what God is trying to say about us. We are God's writing on the wall as well. So I appreciate Pastor Phil just kind of flipping that thing from just not God reaching out to us to get our attention and writing on the wall. So we know that he cares but also that we leave an imprint in the world by the way that we live. So I just challenge each and every one of us to remember that, you know, we are all writers here and we're writing a story uh, and we're writing um, in a way that either will lead people to God or lead people away from God. So that was just dope. And I just love the way he flipped that thing. And I hope it was impactful for you as well. And, um, man, it, it just, it blows my mind every time I think about, um, The fact that God decides to use us in such a way, you know, Um, and I'm thankful that even us hip hoppers, you know, uh, with some of our past and some of the decisions we've made that God still reaches down and says, yo, I want to use you just the way you are. Break right, breaking, graph writing, DJing, MCing, you know, whatever it is, gifts you have, I want to use you in the midst of that culture right where you are. So yeah, y'all know I'm going to close this thing out with my own bars as well. I always try to drop some of my lines. Pastor Phil's a storyteller, uh, but I try, I'm an MC myself and I tell some stories too. So I just want to wanna drop one that's a bit of a story myself that just shares a little bit of some of the stuff that I've seen in my own neighborhood that I've been writing on the wall. This joint is called Guns Are Not Toys. It was all about just the impact of gun violence happening right next to you you know how we play video games and, and see movies and all that and it's violence all in it, but it don't bother us but as soon as it hit our block man it's a whole different thing so once again this joint's just called guns are not toys it goes like this my story starts on the streets of the shy with two kids who had beef and steady would fight later that night One made up his mind. He was tired of all the fighting. These guys had to die. They see him on the porch with their friends playing cards. Checking like a bodyguard for punks who jump hard. They pull down their masks and cross the vacant lot. Pull out their guns and blanket them with shots. Bodies start to scatter as bullets ricochet. Twenty minutes later, bodies are carted away. But hey. Scenes like this don't even move me when seen on a television or in a movie. But this one is happening here next to me. And even as I'm rapping it, fear runs through me. Because truly, it matters if it doesn't before. Black lives matter when the bullet's hitting right next door. Because we all thugs till somebody gets shot. All in the clubs till somebody gets shot it's all fun till somebody got shot now we gotta run when somebody gets shot t-shirts and teddy bears when somebody gets shot deep hurts and steady tears when somebody gets shot pull a gun pull a trigger lives get destroyed we're no longer girls and boys guns are not toys little derrick so bad he's mean and so cold how's that when derrick's only five years old he sees his mom with men who come and go his dad is the only man she don't know but mom met fred who treats her so right he treats Derek as his own and loves to play fight. One night, as he waits for mom to tuck him in bed, mom shocks him and says, Fred's been shot and he's dead. For help, mom calls his biological dad because Derek's acting out in school just like he's trying to do bad. His dad understands, agrees to see his son. He picks him up to hang out and have fun, then hugs and says, Listen, son, I've made many mistakes. Please don't make the same ones. Derek starts to cry as his dad says goodbye. That night, Derek's dad got shot in the drive by solve fun till somebody gets shot y'all get the hook next verse i know what you think and we already know the problem how about i come with a solution to solve them i often wondered what i'd say if the world would listen then i realized i have no solution to give them take guns away and make them illegal they still get to the hood like cocaine and weed do stricter gun laws are an important issue but guns alone don't kill people people do I know one who has an answer, packaged in the words of Christ, Lord, and Master. He understands the tool is like a cancer and asks to kill the sin-sick cells of the blaster. I ask you, laws alone without due, do we also need our minds to be made brand new? Verse 11 of first Corinthians 13 says, love makes you put away childish things. Know what I mean? We all thugs till somebody gets shot. All in the club till somebody gets shot. It's all fun till somebody gets shot. Now we got to run when somebody gets shot. T-shirts and teddy bears when somebody gets shot. Deep hurts and steady tears when somebody gets shot. Pull a gun, pull a trigger. Lives get destroyed. We're no longer girls and boys. Guns are not toys. Yeah, y'all. The writing's on the wall. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening in. to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop. The church in the streets right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy, Pastor Jay, closing out this next part of the series. We'll see y'all next week, bright and early Sunday mornings, right here. All right, till next time, we out.
1: Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us.